I mean, maybe if, if we get intimate with the people we're trying to be diplomatic with, they might be more convinced by our proposition. We'll oh. call that um, plan I. We're going with plan A first, which is just um, talking to them, trying to see what the situation is. Think your outside thoughts on the inside. Okay, I'll keep it to myself. Okay. Uh, basically, we're here because we were sent here to help with the situation. There has been no problem here whatsoever. All is calm. Mm. It is quite interesting that you have this many sheep, perhaps to feed a pack of wolves? From my understanding, it is these captives of my people who were stirred into a frenzy after hearing their deity had fallen. Oh. Those individuals are those that are causing the problem within the Rimadolf nation. and all of you other lovely listeners welcome to sao the odd campaign this is season four episode 10 i am quentin your gm here and i am joined by these wonderful women around me hi my name is emily and here on sword art online odd i play odette in the past i've played snow but you know she's kind of missing right now so well, anyway, Odette is an elf arcanist with long blonde hair and accompanied by her cute little pseudo-dragon, Indiana. I thought you were going to forget about me. I would never forget about you. Went you went on a very long rambling speech that didn't involve me first. Oh, I'm sorry. I can start all the way over if you would yes, like. Yes, we'll start with me, though. Okay, I'm sorry. Hello, I am Odette and this... Oh, wait, no. Hi, me. I am Pseudo-Dragon. This no, is Odette. That works either. Let's just move on. Hi, I'm RL, and I play Greg, who is a loving father of two, a loving husband of one, and a loving something to a goat named Jerry. <laughs> Hi, Jerry. You're looking, um, you're looking a little bit angry today. Me. Please, please, you don't have to wake up and choose anger every day. When last we left off with our dubious diplomats, they had arrived in the quiet seaside town of Lunka, being greeted by a quaint but seemingly barren village. If not for the thousands of sheep and the singular individual, Lupo Vasile, the mayor, the party would have had no one to interface with. But after a brief debriefing with the mayor regarding the nature of their arrival, stay, and their mission, some sort of consensus was reached. Our anxious adventurers agreed to the role of diplomatic emissaries and were on the quest of delivering a proposed treatise between the members of the settlement of Lunka and the matriarchy nation of Rimadolv. Staying the evening before they leave off on the morrow is where we pick up with our motley members. Wait, so it is night time? So when last we left off, all of you had reconvened in the cottage, which were the accommodations given to you by the mayor, and all of you were kind of gathered there as the sun was getting ready to set. So, Greg, the sun is about to set. 
Are you staying here overnight? I know that you are kind of frustrated with me running off and finding out information about the village. Odette, I'm frustrated with you with many things. Those are the least of it. I think we should probably go back to Remedolf Castle so we can, you know, tell them that we need to meet with the Queen and then get that all sorted out probably by morning. Mm, that is true. There are vampires, so staying up late should not be a problem. We could probably now teleport back and then, let me see, uh, Odette would open up her menu map and mm-hmm. see if Lunka is in location added for teleporting. Indeed it is. And then we could teleport back here uh, when things are all said and done. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Basically the most efficient way to get this done. Mm. Ace? He shrugs because he's in the room and you kind of just shout out in the loud and he's just staring at you like five feet away. Oh, I'm so used to you just sending me a message of... Yes, it is very cute. I will let you know. Uh, legendary hero, is there anything suspicious going on in town? He shakes his head yes. That is what I thought as well. By the way, the children are ravenous wolves as well. Pretty sure that everyone here is like a werewolf. So that kind of tracks. All right. So remind me what this treaty is about. And just in case they ask me any questions, because if I say the wrong thing, because I wasn't necessarily paying much attention, we could be in trouble. Greg silently sheds a tear and wipes it away from his cheek. <laughs> You've learned so much. No, I really haven't. I need you to tell me what the thing is that we're turning in. Odette looks very incredulous and confused. Uh, Greg is just very proud of this improvement. Um, he proceeds to read off the treaty and uh, the things that it proposes. Okay, okay. Wait a second. I was actually going to have uh, Quentin read off the treaty and the things that it proposes so that um, I, as the player, can be refreshed. Maybe. Please. I'm bad at taking notes. I just draw chickens. Please hold. Alice? Is that you? Uh, wow. We haven't heard from Alice in so long. I don't usually use that system because it makes me feel like I'm talking intimately with another woman. The treat is provided to you by Lupo Vasili reads as follows. First and foremost, we require that the town and the people of Lunka be recognized as their own independent and sovereign state, outside of the control, jurisdiction, or any thereafter influence of the Rimadolf nation. Secondly, all people whom are currently being held captive by the Rimadolf nation are to be released effective immediately to the new founded sovereignty of Lunka. Thirdly, and lastly, direction and guaranteed unintruded passage to the location of origin of their religious figure Lycanon is to be provided for the newly found sovereignty people of Lunka. Hmm. Hmm, this sounds a bit suspicious here. Well, actually, I'll just read the last line again. And, um, you know, if the, the sacred thing of the, the master is actually floor 15, then uh, are we potentially releasing a bunch of werewolves? When floor 15 already has a wolf oh, problem. And we would be changing the entire ecosystem of the floor. And there is probably nothing left to eat for the people in Erveldum. Er, well, I think this might be part of the game. Uh, listen to me out here. If we were given the quest for the wolves and the big bad wolf showed up, got through like it's designed to do, we killed it like we're told to do yeah and then we're going through all these processes of being in jail and being a a diplomat it's basically just a diplomatic mission but it's like a a hidden storyline i think oh wait a second i wonder if the storm chaser fellow is awake we could ask him what (gasps) the wolf would have wanted oh 
was actually a really, uh, really good idea. Oh, thank you. Your idea is also pretty good. We agree on something. They yeah. put something in the water. I don't remember drinking the water. I mean, I've been staying hydrated via goat spit, but... Yes, a crundle. Could you mm. not turn your butt towards me and face maybe uh. Greg instead? Oh, no. The front of me is facing you. Oh, <laughs> this makes things very awkward. Oh, no, that didn't happen again. Well, you're still wearing the buttless chaps. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But occasionally, depending on the side effects of certain things, I've got cheeks on both ends. <gasps> oh. that, that is How medically you... concerning. How do you pee? Uh, don't answer that question. I don't really want to eat. I don't want it. I'm genuinely um, oh. confused on how you made your character like that. It's honestly perplexing because y it, we got merged with our our, our real selves. Mm, yeah. Well, uh huh. That means yep. you look like some sort of this. Well, and yeah, we the great. Wait a second. No, that just leads me to believe that at least some of this is natural. You? Oh no, absolutely not. This has just been morphed and manipulated so many times. This is the state it kind of reverts back to after all of the many manipulations. I'm actually six foot two and uh, two hundred pounds of pure man meat. I'll have you know. While you are all having this conversation, however, uh, I would like you to roll a perception check. <laughs> yeah, that good, huh? It's a nine. 25. It is the first crit fail of the night. Oh, no. Guess what? Please let it be there, Luan. The beauty of this check, that it almost doesn't matter, because both of you hear the same thing, which is absolutely nothing. Pure, undisturbed silence. The evening is coming to its peak. The sun is just about all set, and it is presumably dark outside now, but you're in your cottage, so you can't really see anything, as there are no windows, but... The deafening cacophony of the bleeding sheep, which has been plaguing you for the entirety of the day, has vanished. Nary a villager has been seen, and there is no sound to be heard of. Not a cricket, not a cough, not a breeze or a sigh. Everything is perfectly still and quiet. This is odd. Did the in-game sound effects go away? Personally, Deafening silence kind of makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, so I would suggest we all teleport to Rainerdolph Castle about, you know, uh, now wishes. All right. This is suspicious. All right. Well, what if everyone's just going to bed for the evening? It gets a little late. There's you want to sleep in a cabin or a castle? Oh, to be fair, it is late at night. Cabin or a castle? Well, I mean, but then I can't harvest any more sheep spit in the morning. You could teleport back here. I yep, suppose. we're coming back in like a day, buddy. And that'll give you time to, you know, gather like gallon jugs for more sheep's pit. Because you probably didn't bring That's enough. That's a good point. I did not bring enough jugs. I'm going to have to pick back up my glass blowing, Korea. All right, uh, ladies first. Go ahead, all day. Uh, yes. He nods. I, it, it throws me off that you don't say yes back. It is cute when you say it otherwise. Okay, so, yes, the quickest question that I have for you is. Do you know what Draken wanted Storm Chaser for? He shakes his head no. Okay, good. All right. So do me a favor, legendary hero. He, like, looks at you quizzically. Can you find out for us why? He shakes his head no. Are you trying to have S leave the party? No, he would not be leaving the party. He just has a closer bond with Draken. Very close. Suspiciously close. Like best friends. Best friends aren't abnormal. Anyway, uh, we're going 
go because uh, the more silence that keeps going on when uh, no one is speaking is beginning to kind of uh, unease me. I'm used to yelling kids, crying babies, and the bleating of goats. Sure, that is fine. Greg gestures for you to go ahead as he's usually the last one to teleport. I have noticed your ladies first is very interesting. Usually when putting women in dungeons or dangerous situations, it is interesting. She'll press the teleport button. You receive an error message. You cannot teleport at this time. <laughs> you just hear Greg tries to teleport to Rimadolf Castle. Excuse oh. me. You get an error message. You cannot teleport at this time. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> Odette walks out of the building. Oh, Odette, no, no. Uh, so you go to the door. Um, and you, it's like one of those doors with like a little like push down lever above the handle and you go to push it down as would undo the latching mechanism, but you notice it doesn't move. What's it? Are you too scared to go outside? Um, so either I can no longer open doors because my opposable thumbs do not work or the door is locked. You definitely feel as your thumb is applying pressure to this mechanism and you are pushing down, but it seems to be resisting you. Hmm. This is a prison cell, technically. <gasps> yes! Greg has his heart twinge as he realized they're in a potentially very dangerous situation with no way out. Or this could be to protect us from ourselves. Yes? You said hello, S. It's nice to hear from you finally. What do you want? Ace, can you go outside and open the door? I'm out of key points for the day. Okay, so we need to sleep, everybody? Um, okay. I don't think I can sleep. All right, I guess then. So anyways, I started blasting. Oh, oh I'm really good at that. Well, just point where you want me. <gasps> wait, do you have acid? Wait, wait, wait. What do you want? What do you, you don't, you, you just, you want to break through the door to all of the potentially... Revenous werewolves? Well, you Have you wondered why there's you... no bleeding of sheep? Maybe they've eaten them all already. Greg, I don't know about you, but I can't sleep near you. You are very high-strung, as they might say. In my sleep? You just said you would not be able to sleep, and I don't know if I can tolerate the man standing nearby who is panicking. You would have to be asleep. And I'll, I'll, I'm trying to manage my panic in a potentially dangerous and life-threatening situation. Thank you Grundle, do you yeah. have acid? Uh, wait, let me let me think through this bottle uh, real kids, quick. You keep arguing. We are not doing drugs right now. It's not the time. Now, let me see here. I'm just gonna go through it. Yeah, that's dark. Greg there. takes a deep breath and walks up to the door and we'll try to open it with like all his strength. Okay, roll a strength check. Woohoo. Eight. No. The, it, it, you you kind of like <coughs> right into the door. My arms. Uh, that was just a, a warm up. Greg will go to kick the door open. Uh, you can go ahead and roll strength. Woo! Woo! Fifteen? You attempt to kick the door outwards as you're in the inside, but you do recall that the door is supposed to swing open and you do feel resistance. Wait! Well, yeah? The door swings open. The door is supposed to swing open. That's That means that the hinges are on the inside. Correct, yes. Can I try and take it off the hinges? Uh, you could. So your foot just like smacks and you feel a lot of resistance. And then you do see and notice that there are hinges right there. Ah, I've seen this in a movie. With, uh, S, come here. I need your help getting these bolts out of these hinges on the door. And if we do that, then they'll just fall right down. Doodle. Sure. Doodle. Here, 
take these. And he seems to hand you some very thin metal tools uh, as he seems to be pulling them out of a, a small box he has. Oh, these actually be pretty helpful. I will begin working to get the door off its hinges. Hmm. If you have any trouble, I do have a con... Uh, what is the word? It starts with a, a con... I have a second plan. Contagion. I have a contagion plan. Uh, it's called a contingent plan. I have a contingent plan. Okay. What is it? I just shrink the door. That will also work. We're going to try this one because S already got his tools out. All right. Uh, you have to roll what is known as a disabled device check. 28. Very good. Yeah, no, you are able to expertly, uh, using these fine tools, be able to push the bolts out of the hinges, releasing them one by one until eventually you do hear as the door shifts and kind of falls on to the ground where it's standing, but it doesn't seem to fall backwards down in towards you at all. I'll try to push it. Seems as if something is propping it up from the outside. I will pull it inwards from the handle. It seems like as you pull inwards, there's something almost bolted onto the door from the outside. Oh, gosh. Dang it. I knew I should have just stayed in my dad den. All right. I've got this. Stand back. Okay. Odette walks over to the door and places her hand on it, and she casts Shrink Item. I can make one non-magical object up to two cubic feet per level, shrink its size by four categories. So I can affect up to 22 cubic feet. And apparently I can also change its composition to be like cloth. And for my level, it will last for up to 11 days, but can be returned to a normal composition and size by word of command by me or tossing it onto a solid surface. And doing this would end the spell. So to cast the spell, she again places her hand on the door and then focuses on it and says... Before the eyes of everyone, you see as this door begins to shrink. It gets smaller and smaller smaller until eventually this door that was seven feet tall shrinks down and it is barely the size of a book. And Odette, you notice as it lays on the ground that there's also a really tiny, almost no bigger than a toothpick, plank of wood that's resting next to it, seeming like it was going through and attached to the door. Do I see outside? You can now see into the well-lit dark of night? I would like to step outside in perception. Hmm. Looks like they were trying to trap us in after all. Probably to keep us safe from them? Upon exiting the enclosed confines of your cottage, you can now clearly see the surrounding village, which is well-lit in the pale moonlight. Please roll your perception if you would like to. I would like to roll as well. As Odette walks out, it's a 38. All right, and Odette, what is your perception? 21. As Odette walks out very carefully, behind Ace, of course, holding on to the back of his clothing. S is kind of just strutting his way outside, and you're kind of like positioned behind him, peeking around here and there. He's kind of getting in your way as you're trying to look around towards things. But nonetheless, both of you see that off a good ways ahead of you, both of you see that everything seems relatively the same in the village, uh, aside from the wood beam which was strewn across your door, which you don't recall being there when you entered. The village looks the same, still barren and with no people. The moonlight is illuminating everything very well, though, but more so than that, you can see something glowing off a good ways about 15 feet ahead of you. There's a faint glow 
on the ground. It looks like etched into the soil there is a line which continues unmovingly but curves around your location. Occasionally going around buildings and seeming to stray off into the grass, your tracing of the line ends where it began, and you have now spun around in a full circle around your current location. Oh no. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Wait, let's see if we can teleport now. We're out of the house. All right. I will teleport, or try to teleport. Please, GM, I don't want to be here. No. Error, you may not teleport at this time. Greg is going to run up to the the line carved out. I'm going to go check it out. You are running up towards this pale glowing white line. It seems to almost be reflecting the moonlight as it emanates some mystical aura. You're unsure as to its nature unless you make a knowledge arcana check. I will try to make that check. Odette, if you would be, I'm assuming you would be interested in doing so as well. Woo! Emily! Look at look my dad. That's a nat 20, two times in a row. What's your total? I don't think, do you have Do you knowledge have knowledge arcana? No, but I rolled a natural 20. Unfortunately, I believe knowledge specifically is a trained skill, which means unless the DC is below a 10, technically not allowed to roll it. You're, you're white. It's okay. Gosh dang it. You probably have like knowledge, nature, and stuff like, like that. Things like that geography. as being a ranger, yes. Can I? No, it uh, doesn't I can attribute it to it knowledge nature instead. Translate. It does not translate. Nah. Uh, however, Odette, if you would like to examine... Greg, you walk up hesitantly, cautious of what this could be, but you are stumped, and you have no clue what this could be. Everything okay, Greg? I feel like I should know this. I feel like I should know this. I, like, know what's going on, but I don't. I don't know what's going on. Oh, you just gotta relinquish yourself to that feeling. I felt that way all the time, but then I just understood that I understand nothing, and now I've got four butt cheeks. Wait, what are you trying to understand? What this circle is. I think it's what's keeping us here. Greg will try to push his hand outside of the circle. Your hand is able to cross the line. It doesn't seem as if anything's inhibiting you from moving. I'll try to walk out of the circle. One of the things... I was to mention to you, uh, as you rolled very well on your perception, is you actually make note that there seem to be two figures approaching you. That is a kind of important thing that to would make be a, note of. That would have changed the whole course of events, GM. Listen, I'm just saying that before there was something like vaguely off in the distance, but now it is blatantly clear to all of your party that there are two very tall individuals approaching you at this moment. Odette would walk over towards the edge of the circle. I walk out of the circle and I try to teleport again. Okay. One thing at a time. I'm going to let her roll her knowledge arcana real quick. Okay. Um, And Odette would attempt to decipher what the heck is going on with this circle. And I will say that the individuals are approaching relatively quickly, so they may impede you crossing the line. It's a 33. Recognizing these markings, you can tell that these are runic inscriptions of some form of illusory ritual cast on the area. It seems as if it's a combination spell, both something mimicking an inward zone of silence to keep sound out, but also a zone of forbiddance, not allowing anything to leave by any mystical means. Oh god, uh, Greg? Can he hear me after he's walked out? I'm gonna try and teleport out of the side of the circle. 
uh you if you are attempting to cross the circle i would say like your words are gonna like kind of get cut off midway through that's fine and you are able to exit the circle but as you're moving your way through the two menus uh you are i should preface i have jerry in my shirt that's fine i assumed as much you are approached by these two individuals the distance between the pair of them and you and your party closes as these silhouettes seemingly float silently closer to the rest of you. Do I have time to open my menu and try to teleport? Sure. Do you, do you press Castle Remedal and, like, hit teleport button? No. He wouldn't. He wouldn't leave them behind. Are, well, are you sure you're thinking about that? Because you're kind of, like, panicking, pressing, like, teleport, 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 and then you're like, I'm going to go try and teleport I when you leave. I think he would realize as he's going to try and hit the teleport button that he would be leaving them defenseless. Roll a will save to see if your character would be able to stop his natural inclination and, like, panicked nature and be able to realize this for the preservation of the group. Remember, worst case scenario, you can teleport out and theoretically teleport back. It's just you would not be able to teleport back out to the same location. 24. Exiting the circle as these individuals are approaching you, you're kind of panicked, thinking about, like, I need to get out of here. Why is no one able to get out of here? Maybe this is the solution, but you pause. Right before your finger makes contact with the confirmation button, you realize that in so doing... If no one else is able to escape, you would be potentially abandoning your entire party. Which is not in Greg to do. Meanwhile, Odette's screaming out, Wait, Greg, before you go out... Oh, he's already out of the circle. Okay, uh, guys, let me just warn you right now. They are keeping us here with a zone of forbiddance, as well as an inward silence, meaning nobody can hear us outside of here. Greg will, uh, after deciding not to teleport, take defensive measures. So... We're in two kind of different situations. Even though your two characters are about 10 feet apart from one another, you are in almost completely different worlds. To Odette's eyes, these white silhouettes seem to be silently floating closer to you, not making a single sound as they approach. Now so close that they are about to cross the line and they are almost confronting with Greg, you can see them more clearly, and Greg, you'll get a very similar description as they are much closer to you, both of these figures are still almost indistinguishable. Draped in long, white, flowing cloaks, they have cowls falling from head and their robes going all the way to toe. One individual seems slightly taller than the other, but that is where the distinctions end, because even though the cowls do not cover their faces, eerily enough, both of them are wearing identical white masks, which seem... To be shaped like human faces. Oh god, it's the guy, guy, guy! To clarify, they do not have pointy caps. Odette, you see this, though you are unable to hear anything, even as Greg is greeted. Oh god, it looks like a cult. I told Tiffany all cloak wearers are cultists. Obviously, it has to be. The individuals approach you and greet you. Welcome. <laughs> is something the matter with your accommodations? Oh, um, I just needed to stretch my legs a bit. I was being, feeling a bit cooped up, so I was going to go for a late night walk. I would like to emphasize something. Upon exiting the glowing white runes etched onto the ground around you, it is if a veil of sound has been lifted. All at once, the silence of your contained sphere was broken, and there was a 
rushing flood of deafening sounds, to which you can barely hear this individual speak over, most notably the howling of countless wolves coming from almost every direction surrounding you. Hi, I'm RL. I'm terrified. <laughs> Odette shouts to her group inside. All right, I'm a little concerned because it seems some sort of ritual circle. Are we sacrifices? Oh, God. Greg! We could probably just leave this circle, right? If we run the other direction. You do notice that Greg was able to successfully physically leave the circle. Though as you're saying all of this, it doesn't seem Greg is responding. He seems almost stupefied and just staring blankly at these two individuals which have approached him. No, he's trying to force a smile. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, from behind, there's like Odette like waving her arms really big, trying just to get the screaming, attention. screaming, and it's just like they can't hear anything out there and you can't hear anything in here. All right, this would be the time. Uh, uh, okay, um... Do we back him up, Ace? You legendary hero, what do you think? Get out and run. Good plan. Let's do that. Uh, okay, Greg, I know you probably can't hear me. I hope you can survive this and figure this out yourself. We are going to run now. Greg doesn't hear any of that, does he? <laughs> nope, because they are still inside the circle. Gee, Greg runs out, has a chance to escape, says, no, wait, I gotta save my companions. Your companions. And, our, and the companions see Greg. Oh, shoot, he's facing two werewolves and is outside. Good luck, dude. See you, man. Hope he gets the message. Okay, all right. We slowly move to the right side of the circle. Awkwardly. And stealthing, right? Roll your stealth. I will try. It would be recommended if you and your compatriots stayed inside for the evening. For your safety. Well, um, you know what? Oh, uh, I, I didn't realize it was that late. Uh, Greg look, goes to look like he checks his time, but it's going to open his menu and try to teleport. Do you have a watch on? I don't, I don't think your character no. has. No. <laughs> roll, roll bluff. Uh, it's an 18 on my stealth. Okay, wonderful. And then you roll bluff. I'm rolling sense motive. Um, Odette, you notice as you begin to move away and kind of like attempt to nonchalantly back off, the second individual standing before Greg almost seems to mirror and track your movements as you're kind of like backing off and he's kind of encircling you now. Uh, okay, time for plan B. What was your bluff? Oh, um, 24. Also, Greg is going, before he would teleport and hit the button, he would look to see where Odette and the others were. Uh, you notice all three of your other party members are slowly starting to back away from your location, but you also, as you're turning back around, notice that one of the other individuals who approached you in the cloak seems to be kind of going off around you to the left and kind of tracking your party's movements. Huh. Well, um, we certainly are grateful for the accommodations that you, uh, you, uh, provided. But I, in all honesty, I, I have my own tent. I call it the dad den. Uh, it's, it's real nice. And I, I actually feel more comfortable in there, which is not a lie. That's perfectly fine. If you would like, you are free to go out to the fields and set up wherever you are most comfortable. Oh, yeah, well, I think was my compatriots were coming along too, because we're like, we have our own routine. Please, 
Let us escort you. You have no idea how dangerous it can be out at night. Oh, absolutely no idea. Yeah, I'm just a silly old man. So if you would like to, uh, he seems none the wiser regarding your time statement, and you have the menu pulled up. I'm going to use it to message Odette. Um, it's a very different action than, like, pressing two buttons and hitting teleport. You're, like, typing on the air now. Just just throwing that out there. I'm just feeling the wind. <laughs> just feeling up the wind. <laughs> you would, I would, I, because you are trying to change your situation and circumstances and do a different action, I would have to re-ask you to roll, like, sleight of hand. Or stealth. Sleight of hand is what it would be to, like, stealth hand movements. I don't have sleight of hand, but that, I have that stealth. Is, stealth, have stealth. Stealth is hiding your entire okay, physical body. Okay, then when body. he's not looking, I'm gonna try and message uh, Odette. You can't tell if he's not looking because of the mask. Gosh, It's really you. unsettling. Yeah, they've got white uh, masks covering their faces entirely. Then, um... GM! <laughs> Make a decision. Oh, I was worried about this all day. Um, oh, well, uh, that's a very generous offer. I'd love to love to see where um, you, you place us in the field. Are, are the sheep going to be in the way? All of the sheep are laid down for the night. They should not get in your way. Uh, I'm sure they were. But uh, I'm going to lay down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Odette, you're slowly backing away towards the other side of the circle, but this individual does seem to be tracking your movements, uh, and kind of, as you take one step back, he takes two steps around and is kind of, like, blocking your exit. All right, it is time to use my legs. I was always a great sprinter. She starts running. What is your base movement speed? The regular base. 30? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then to clarify, by this point, Greg, the individual who has approached you is within about arm's reach of you. He's only about, like, three feet away at most. Uh, well, uh, le- lead on. Right this way. Um, so you're going off with walking with this individual, and you kind of turn around to notice the rest of your party kind of backing off and then running in the opposite direction of you, by the way, towards the other side of the circle. Uh, However, Odette, the individual who'd been tracking your movements breaks out in a sprint and rounds the circle before you. Okay, can I, while I, if I see him do this, am I able to grab a piece of jerky from my bag? As part of a movement action, you're technically able to draw something out, so you can, you can choose for it to be jerky. She, Grabs a piece of jerky. Uh huh. And yeets it out of the circle. And do you say fetch? Yep. <laughs> no, here you go, the woofy fetch. I know it can't hear me, but still. So, as you're sprinting, you actually do make it outside of the circle and you toss this piece of jerky, and all of a sudden you are bombarded by this cacophony of howling all around you. As soon as Odette steps out of the circle and is bombarded by the sound, she grabs, like, she covers both of her ears and kind of, like, screams a little bit from the noise. Fair enough. But then she'll quickly try to maneuver through her menus to the teleport option. Uh, Are you trying to hide this in any way? No. Okay. The individual in a white cloak approaches you and grabs at your wrist. What is your CMD? 18. As you are attempting to maneuver through your menus very quickly, you feel as your hand, which is pushing away at the various interface buttons, is grasped 
Does he have the beef jerky? Uh, no, you noticed as you threw the beef jerky, it kind of plopped on the ground. The individual seemed to do like a head tilt, almost staring at it for a moment, but was still very fixated on your actions <laughs> as if they thought about it. They thought about it, but they thought better of it. Um, Odette, roll a perception check. 24. You hear nothing. Uh, maybe it's just because of the, I don't know, ritual circle of silence behind you. But within an instant, you feel as there is another hand placed on you. Not only is this individual in a white cloak grasping very firmly, and it feels as he has a very strong grasp, and almost his nails or claws are digging into your skin somewhat, but you feel another hand, this one on your shoulder, pushing you away from the individual, and you see that S is standing there, and he seems to be both pushing you back towards where you were coming from and the individual who is grasping you, he's pushing them away. But most notably, you see a red aura emanating from his eyes. Ah! Odette is both kind of in shock, first off, from being grabbed and also, like, just claw marks right in her arm, I'm assuming. Yeah. She's grimacing in pain from that and also just getting shoved, and now she's sort of staring at S's figure. Legendary hero action. <gasps> Wait, Indiana, where are you? You hear nothing. <gasps> no! She looks around really quickly. Okay. Uh... You turn behind you and you see your pseudo-dragon is flapping back towards you and is trying to approach. But it was caught off guard as you started running very quickly and unannounced. I'm sorry, Indiana. I love you. She needs to take a moment mentally to kind of process what happened, but she's grimacing in pain from her wrist being grabbed and also being shoved back while still being grabbed. She'll try and pull out if she is able to. You can attempt to roll to escape the grapple. Uh, escape artist? That is one of your two options, yeah. Good. I'm glad she got a you-can-roll-to-escape-grapple check. You know what? It would have been sure, sir, so great if I got one of those <laughs> when I was being in my bag. Uh, it is a six with a one on my roll. No. Uh, as a matter of the fact, as you uh, uh, frantically attempt to jostle and yank your arm away, you feel as this creature's claws dig deeper into your skin, and the only thing you manage to accomplish is you do two damage to yourself. Lethal? Non-lethal. Lethal. It's claws. She'll, she'll kind of uh, shout in pain. <sighs> Please let us go. We are not supposed to be here very long. We will happily leave this place. Yeah, GMs, you scare me sometimes. I scares you? Yes, you scares me. Why, why do I scares you? Because you seem to enjoy my panicked reactions. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. If, if it helps you any, uh, I did watch four horror movies yesterday. That doesn't help me at all. Um, I will give you all the beef turkey I have in my bag. Just let my wrist go at the very least. I was least. told you should stay. Like a dog? And you do hear as his low grumbling tone almost doesn't sound human anymore. It sounds gruff and as if the vocal cords aren't really developed, but they're longer and deeper. But who told you that we need to stay? Wait, the door was locked and I had to pee. Obviously. We will make accommodations. Return to your rooms. How do you do? Did you say that? Yeah. He just growls back at you. 
Oh, wait, what was this story? She starts thinking in her head. Grandma, what big teeth you have. That is the story, right? Uh, S. Uh, you see uh, as S is very upset at this individual uh, for harming you. Oh. One of his party members. He would obviously do. Friends. He would obviously do this for anyone. Um, you notice as S just pulls out a knife and, and stabs this guy what? inside. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I rolled the will save. He's not happy. Oh, uh, shit! Ace, what did you do? This is not good. I am currently grappled as you dumbass. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> oh? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Roll seven D6s. Me? What? Quinn? What? No, I was I got 54 HP. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, you notice as S drops the hand, which is pushing you away, and it very swiftly moves down to his side. He grabs his Kusarigama and kind of thrusts it inward to the side of the werewolf, which is grabbing you. It goes between his ribcage and pierces through the werewolf's lung, and you can feel as the body falls limp with a howl of pain. Does Craig see this? No, you looked back previously and you saw that they were like having an altercation with the other individual, like they were facing my... them. Do you want me to roll another perception check? Oh, oh, well, you would hear the blood curdling howl of a werewolf being killed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Odette. It was Odette's fault, though. Uh, you do notice that uh, the grip of this creature has lessened on you as his entire body falls limp and collapses on the ground. She yanks her wrist out from the hand. Uh, oh, no. Es, what did you do? Teleport. Get, get me out of here. She goes into her menu. Roll a perception check for me real quick, Greg. 18 plus 19, 37. Yeah. Upon hearing the blood-curdling howl, you turn around and now see that there is the limp body of the other robe-wearing member who approached you now, currently lying on the ground with his white robes stained red as he seems to be bleeding. Oh, look. He's been impaled. Your guide is significantly less nonchalant about this. And in front of you, you notice he has stopped walking. I prepare for battle. I'm like... And there is a very low-toned growl emanating from in front of you. And the individual begins turning around. Um, I will grab my bow. Sure. Take a... Move action, like a okay, well, five-step back. How about back. We do this then? If we're, if we're going into that uh, instance of it, please roll initiative. Oh, I don't want to roll initiative. No, nope, we're rolling initiative. Oh, Odette, you've successfully teleported to... Did you just Rimidolf. panic to any location? Rimidolf. Okay, to the castle Rimidolf. Ten. You go first. I will take a step back, and I think I have, like, quick, quick draw. draw. So I'll draw my bow. Mm-hmm. Pull an arrow back and say, if you don't attack, I won't attack. I don't want to fight. You notice as this already large individual who was about on par in stature with you seems to turn around. And as they do so, it almost seems as if they grow in stature even further. You couldn't see their feet 
from under their cloaks before. You can now see furry bipedal wolf paws from underneath the cloak as the figure begins hulking and bulging out from under these robes. The mask that was on his face falls off to reveal a canine-like face, and you see him snarling at you. Greg thinks to himself, this was supposed to be a diplomatic mission. Uh, Odette, you're gone. Um, oh. Let me roll for S. Uh, S is gone. Let me roll for Grundle. Come on, Grundy. Grundle's Crap. heaving and hawing and trying to make his way out of the circle. He's not there yet. Would Greg leave Grundle? I don't know. What do you want to do? He doesn't like Grundle. Um, uh, roll up a seven check for me real quick. E- 24. You can notice, at least from where you're sitting, uh, you can hear the howling grow louder. Up on the horizon in the pale moonlight, you can see as around about six more figures crest the hill. But most alarmingly, you hear the sound of a loud wooden crash, as if something very large was just broken, and you hear an almost stampeding rampage of footsteps approaching your location. Okay, so Greg wouldn't leave the vicinity if he sees Grundle? Which you'd very much do. So I'll burrow underground. Okay. I assume this is just soft ground, grassy. Yes, you are would be able to at least dig down about 15 feet before you would reach any harder surface or substance which would impede your movement. All right. Um, so I will burrow down, and if I can, just flip my red vision, heat vision goggles that can show me people's position on top. I will allow you to equip your goggles. Okay. Because they're already on your head, you just kind of have to move them downwards. It's something that can be done relatively quickly. I'll allow you, but it will consume your swift action for the turn. I'll also note that Greg takes a deep breath in before he goes down. Okay, sounds good. Having equipped your heat vision goggles, you see, with the range of your heat vision, now that you are about a good 15 feet, almost straight down underground, you can only see two heat signatures. Uh, The very large uh, werewolf, which is above you now at this point, and then Grendel off in the distance, who you can see hurriedly kind of running away. But with that, in your little hidey hole, you have company. No. As- No, GM, I do not have company. You do, as this werewolf creature jumps down the hole do that why not it's a large enough space in which a medium creature can go through the loose material collapses behind the target only after one round of it leaving the area so i'm going to say it can follow you down the hole if it follows within the same round but then both of you would effectively be buried alive down here okay uh what is your ac me yes your ac Yes, your AC. It's 22. What is your CMD? 26. You feel as this canine creature bites down at you with its jaws, dealing only five damage as it kind of chomps down and bites at your leg, and it kind of tries to pull you back and trip you, but is unsuccessful in doing so. However, comma, I need you to roll a fortitude save. Oh, um... 12 plus 17, uh, 20, 29. All right. I'm an accountant. 
You feel a searing pain in your lower leg, but other than that, nothing seems to occur. Yeah. Uh, you look around and you notice that the other heat signature, which was within your vision and radius, has disappeared. However, comma, there are now new ones approaching from basically every angle. And it is your turn. How close to the new signatures would I do? I think I would have time to wait. Where's the guy grappling? The werewolf creature is inside the tunnel yeah. which you burrowed. Yeah. Directly next to you, currently biting down on your leg. Can Can I pull up my menu to teleport away? I will allow you to do so, but just like I think this is fair, just like a spell casting a spell, like where you have to do like hand waving motions, I will say provokes an attack of opportunity. Would I have time in my round to do a do a spell and do this as a move. If those are the only two things you did, I would allow. Okay, so first I will cast Protective Spirit, which protects from attacks of opportunity. Okay, now I will say, interestingly enough, because you are casting a spell which prevents attacks of opportunity, you would still take an attack of opportunity for casting the spell unless you did something known as casting defensively. That means you need to make a caster level check or incur something as spell chance failure. I rolled a one. So the spell would fail. You lose the spell slot, so it's as if the spell was cast and you lose the magic for the day, but you do not gain the effect of the spell. So the spell I'll fails. I'll try to pull up my... I'll try to teleport out. Okay. And do you want me to roll for that as well? Um, you don't need to roll for that. That will happen unless the creature is able to impede you, but it does get an attack of opportunity first. Okay. It does hit your AC, but what did you say your CMD was 26. again? 26. <sighs> I don't think this changes anything. The werewolf goes, bites down at the same leg it gnashed at previously, dealing, again, five damage, and it pulls, pulling your legs out from underneath of you, tripping you so you are now prone on the ground, but you are able to successfully teleport out. But as you are teleporting, I do need you to roll another fortitude save for me. Fourteen. Fourteen. And you are teleporting to Castle Rimadolf, correct? Yes. Okay. I would have already had it pulled up. <laughs> so, here's what happens. You all are no longer in the town of Lunka. You find yourself in the courtyard of Castle Rimadolf. However, some of you are in more dire straits than others. Odette, you were the first one to arrive. Uh, where, where, uh, where is? Where are you? Are you here? Oh, God. Oh, this is terrible. And you feel a hand on your shoulder, but it feels gentle and calming as you turn around and you do see S. He seems to start patting you. She literally, like, turns around, wheels round, takes both of her hands and slaps them against both of his cheeks and is like, are you okay? And she'll start, like, turning his head. And as you're doing that, he's, like, having his hands and he's, like, patting down your arms and side and legs and you get a message. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? No, are you okay? Are you okay? This is more important as are you okay? I'm unscathed. That is good. I'm so glad. I am also okay. Besides the bleeding in the arm, she kind of pats it. And you see as he starts pulling out bandages and starts, like, disinfecting and then, like, wrapping your arm and then also hands you a health potion. Aww. She blushes slightly. This is the nicest a legendary hero has ever treated her. You are such a good legendary hero. She kind of starts crying. Oh, boy. Oh, my. There was so many things going on. I don't know what happened. I just saw Greg go on the ground. I don't know where he went. There was a dog man that chased after him. There were so many things howling in my ears. My flippers almost made me trip. <laughs> oh, he's such 
such a good legendary hero. You are the best. Did you know that is? I think he was. Where, where is Greg? I don't know. Where is the old man? And with that, Greg, you appear mm-hmm. in the courtyard of the Vampire Kingdom. You do appear and you almost fall flat faced on the ground. However, comma. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? However, comma. What? No. What, what happened? No. Do you feel an excruciating pain as something emanating from your leg? It feels as if it's a searing, burning skin. And with every heartbeat, you feel it course through your veins <gasps> as your body begins contorting and shifting. And you feel no. muscle pain as bones begin to break and stretch and contort in unnatural ways. Till eventually, you let out a loud. Does my ch- like shirt pop off and Jerry pop out? Oh yeah, your goat pops out. Can oh. I, can I say oh, something? No. Can I say something while I? Yes, while you're transforming in agonizing pain, you do get one final thing. Ish, take care of Jerry. And everyone who was previously in the courtyard turns facing you only to see you begin this transformation into a werewolf. <gasps> oh my god! See, I told you the werewolf vampire thing is very cool, but also very dangerous. Does he attack us? Um, okay. So, uh, as per um, our, our lovely neighborhood, Jaden, as he sent me, we are going to be using something known as the confusion chart for today. So the confusion chart works as follows. I'm going to roll a percentile die to determine what your actions are. Thanks, Finneviravir. Why do you get to roll the dice? Oh, please be my guest. You can roll a percentile dice. Eight, zero, 80, and a, eight, an 80, and a two. For the audiences at home, on a dice roll between a 76 and a 100, you attack, quote, the nearest creature. The nearest creature. No. Is Jerry. No, it is Jerry! not. He ripped out of my shirt and burst out and... Correct. And ask. he burst out being the nearest creature to you. How much HP does Jerry have? Can you have a wear goat? How much HP does Jerry... What is Jerry's AC? Do I not get to roll a will save? You got to roll a fortitude save to be cursed with lycanthropy, and then you rolled a d100 to determine if you would either do nothing, deal damage to yourself, or attack the nearest thing. What is Jerry's AC? 20. You do not hit. Yay. You gnash and claw at your familiar, bewildered by your new surroundings and lack of sense of self. You're startled and notice something in front of you, clawing and gnashing at it. You miss as Jerry, thankfully, skips away, terrified, running now to the rest of the party members. Do I get to roll a will save? Um, A creature that catches lycanthropy is then an afflicted lycanthrope. You show no symptoms until the next full moon. However, it is a full moon every night on this floor, and is one right now, hence why you transformed immediately. When the victim assumes its animal form involuntarily, it forgets his or her own identity. So you have no sense of self, you have unfortunately no control of your character. What is your constitution modifier? Three. I'm going to inform you of something. So this says... One afflicted with lycanthropy may assume your humanoid form as a full round action by making a DC 20 constitution check, which generally means you would roll a die and then add your constitution modifier. Now, 
That means, regularly, with a constitution modifier of three, you would have to roll a 17 or higher to succeed. However, comma, it stipulates that on nights when the full moon is visible, an afflicted lycanthrope gains a minus five penalty on constitution checks to assume a humanoid form. Which means the DC is technically 25, and you physically can't pass that no matter how high you roll. So, an afflicted lycanthrope reverts back to its humanoid form automatically at the next sunrise or after an eight-hour rest, whichever comes first. Uh, so what the heck do we do? Do we need to roll initiative at all? Technically speaking, Greg is not hostile yet. I would still classify werewolf Greg as in the confused condition, which means every round, air quote, I will have you roll the confusion table until someone provokes your character into combat. So I will give you, Odette, and the rest of your party a brief round to discuss. Okay, so Grando, get out some rope. We need to tie him up immediately or get help from the vampires. Rope? I don't have rope. I've got two gallons of glue, though. I don't have rope either. S pulls out some chains. Uh, okay, so we beat him until he's unconscious? As you make note that you should get help from the vampires, you do recall that you are in the middle of the vampire courtyard as you begin hearing the sound of bells ring. Oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, and uh, you hear a very uh, loud, familiar voice shout, Intruder! Wait a second! Odette just shouts at the top of her lungs, It is Greg! He has been cursed with lycanthropy! Okay, that is the plan. We knock him out. We have to do this before the vampires get to him, or they might actually kill him. Also, he's holding a treaty so that we yeah. have a problem. Yeah. How you doing? Jim, am I going to die? Uh, hopefully not. So I will... <laughs> We're going to knock him out. It is the only thing I can think of. Uh, I have a crown of blasting. That does lethal damage. Quentin, I have to knock him down from the 127 to a point where doing non-lethal damage would actually knock him out. Mm-hmm. All right. Odette goes into her bag and pulls out the Wanda Fireball. You want a fireball? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I started blasting. Okay, okay. I figure we just take care of this really fast. I hope nobody gets upset if I light this place up on fire. All right. I'm sorry, Greg, but we need you to go to sleep. I should have bought a wand of sleep. I'm so stupid. All right, so you cast fireball. Bola de fuego. That's going to antagonize werewolf Greg. Uh, werewolf Greg! You want to roll me a reflex? <laughs> Eight plus 13. All right. What is the uh, reflex saving throw for your fireball, Castodette? So it is a 17 DC. Okay, then you pass, so you're only taking half damage from this fireball. Odette, you hold out your wand, and you see as this little tiny red bead begins to float and launch itself into the direction as as it makes impact with the ground. It causes an explosion, but this hybrid humanoid wolf creature jumps out of the way with a massive impressive force and leaps, only getting slightly singed by this fireball, which ends up dealing... 43 damage. Divide half. that in half. Okay. Uh, so round. you just round that up or 20. down. 20. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, indeed, Werewolf Greg, track your HP. You have taken 20 damage. 20 fuego damage. I'm at 113. All right. Uh, you notice as S is somewhat taken aback and confused by the current understandings, he has his Kusari Gama out and he like 
throws them, but like whiffs terribly. Like he launches both of them, but they land nowhere near Greg. You can't see his face, but he still seems conflicted. It is okay, yes. You're a legendary hero. We need to do this. Don't help him. Uh, you all notice as Grendel pops the cork of something and begins to down it. In so doing, he grows in size. His skin tone gets darker and crustier, and his eyes turn kind of yellow, and he kind of starts stomping over and says, Give Grendel a hug. And he's going to attempt to grapple you. Uh, what is your CMD? Me? Yes. 26? Right, and I'm going to add one because you uh, And it does seem as if he manages to grapple you. He is larger than you now. He's grown, and his big, meaty arms wrap around your body and hold fast onto you, making you unable to move. But, Werewolf Greg, it is your turn. And uh, I would say that because all you are unaware of who you are or your sense of identity, you are just effectively a wolf who is being attacked by three random people. You're going to be acting in a very animalistic way as the curse of lycanthropy has overcome you as you are basked in the full moonlight. Knowing this, you are now a werewolf. Put yourself in the mind and the headspace of werewolf. A woo. A woo. All right, how, what would this a wolf do? I'm scared. He's scared? Hurt. Hurt, probably, a yes. Way. Huh? That's what he did last time. He okay. ran away. All right, um, attempt. Uh, do you have anything in Escape Artist? Yes. Please roll Escape Artist for me. Hmm, 24. Bursting with rage and newfound strength and vigor, you manage to beat off this larger man from grappling his meaty hands around you, gnashing as you are able to wiggle your way out. You escape, and you still have your entire turn. You are in this strange, large, open courtyard, and you're surrounded on all sides by walls. Where would you attempt to go? Away. Any opening I see. In front of you, there are the three people attempting to subdue and attack you, how heinously of them. Uh, and behind them, a bit further in front of you, is a rather large castle. You can see out behind you that there is, around about 20 feet back, a very large wall, which is about 20 feet tall. But you can assume that that would be away from all of the danger. However, there are currently standing on top of that wall three individuals. So you do seem to be somewhat surrounded. And you can hear... Can I still burrow? Yes? <laughs> I, yeah, maybe in a panicked state, you would try and dig away out of your current situation, but I will say... That was his last course of action. I will say this, however. Um, digging, you can only move up to 15 feet and around. Whereas now in your heightened werewolf form, you actually have a base movement speed of 40 feet. So digging takes you... L quite literally, less than half as far as running would. So that is up to you. Digging is an option, but you it would be taking you less far, but it would be more changing your circumstances. So, Werewolf Greg, in a startled frenzy, as you have no idea of your surroundings or what's going on, there are these three individuals who are assaulting you. You begin charging at this wall, but realizing that you would be unable to jump it, you instinctually feel the urge to dig and you begin going underground and you do get a good 10 feet underground until you start hitting this more harsher stone-like substance. Um, so we will say that is your turn as you're able to run and then dig. Yes. All right. So, um, Odette. Does Odette see the people up on the wall? Can I perception? Yeah, you can perception check. 
16. Not only do you see people up on the wall, but you can tell where the shout came from initially, and you see an individual standing up on a balcony by the castle. Uh, I don't know what to do. Greg is underground. Why is he underground? Huh. Honestly, Greg must have been a rabbit in another life. Odette will approach towards the hole using her full movement. Okay. But she will not do any other actions because she can't see him. Fair enough. He's underground. Yeah, it would be dark down there, but you do know that he is down there. Yeah. If you wanted, you could still throw a fireball down there and it would just be a large AoE. Yeah, but then that would damage the ground more and make maybe the wall collapse. I don't want to pay for that. Okay, fair enough. If, you, if that's Also, I'm, it is a castle. The architecture must be protected. sacred. I know. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so you do this. Indiana, keep your eyes peeled. Fly up above the wall and let me know if it goes to the other side. S and Grendel also just run up and hesitantly stand outside of this large hole, which you didn't know wolves could dig holes like that. Huh. We're all just standing there with our heads tilted, arms crossed. What? Who? Like, thinking, like, you gonna go in there? Nah. Grundle, why didn't you grab him by the tail and pull him out? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm a little tired. I had to run all the way up here. I still have flippers. I can't move that fast. Well, you know what? It might be better if he stays in the hole like a rabbit. Meanwhile, you hear a large, impactful thud behind you. As you see... The same individual who arrested you. He introduced himself, I believe, as Darius. And you recognize the silhouette to be the individual who is standing up on the balcony, three stories up in the castle. Oh, hello, large man who carries the axe. Unfortunately, our companion was turned into the werewolf. He has a treaty on him, by the way. I don't know if the treaty is going to stand anymore, though. I understand. Shoot not to kill, only to maim. Well, wait, no, to make him unconscious, right? Gregory, it is your turn. Mm, I know. I don't, I don't want you. Well, you can run away. I'm trying. Yeah, well, you going to borrow the rest of the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So be you... Aggressive. Be, be, be. Aggressive. Aggressive. You dug through all of this dirt and you began hitting solid stone as it seems like the wall structure did go underground a considerable ways but you have now dug all the way through it and you have hit soft ground again and you begin digging back upwards and you do reach the fresh air however upon doing so you are greeted by a number of crossbow bolts oh oh all of which hit you says the whining wolf on the other side of the wall Am I going to die? No. You take 13 damage as three crossbow bolts sink deep into the back of your shoulders. I'm currently at 100 HP. But with that, it is Odette's turn. Uh, uh, is somebody up on the wall about, like... You see three individuals in solid clad black armor, and you heard them fire crossbows just a moment ago. Did Indiana fly up where I asked him to, but, like, to look over the other side? Indiana is flying above ahead, yes. Indiana, she thinks to him. What do you see? Ah! There is a werewolf on the other side. It just got shot. All right. Okay. So here's the deal. All right, people up on the wall, I'm going to give you something amazing. Uh, Here. She'll throw her wand of fireball up to one of the vampires. Is there a roll to throw an object? I guess that's a strength check because it's 20 feet up. Shoot. You said you're doing it. I'm doing it, but it's... Roll strength. 
Is it deck, not dex? Because dex is... It's like force to like get it up. I don't like, have strength. Like, I you, like I, give me a second. Okay, I guess we will count this wand as an improvised thrown object. I meant that he minus what, two? Or is it minus four? I think it's minus four. It is okay, Quentin. I have terrible rolls. Okay, what did you roll? A three, but the total is... Ahem. With my BAB of plus five and my dexterity bonus of th- plus three. Yeah, we have 11. Here you go, people. I am going to give you something amazing. Yeah. And you just see as this stick flies in the air and it clinks and clatters against the stone wall and then smacks it and falls <sighs> down per gravity and is now in the grass in front of you. Well, it would have been amazing if I could have hit something. I'm telling you right now, if you want to knock it out faster, use the wand of fireball. I'm going to go inside now. She turns around and starts walking away. <laughs> Are we leaving? Should I go after him? I don't know. Yes, I do not have speed. Uh, you are legendary hero. What do you want to do? I will follow you anywhere. I'll go after him. You go inside and rest. Hmm. But you are legendary hero. Uh, all right, uh, I-, I will prepare for you to return. Please come back safe and sound, and maybe with Greg alive. Are you speaking this? Yeah. Okay, so you get the message and you had to read it, but as you looked up to speak towards S, you no longer see him. Oh, he totally hurt me. Yes, the legendary hero, Grundle! Oh, I can't chase anybody with these flippers. Oh, I'm sorry, Grundle. You know the spell Finn's defeat? It's very beneficial when you're trying to swim in water. Uh, Not very beneficial when you're trying to run on land. Uh, excuse me. She walks over to Darius really quickly. Sure. Ahem, Mr. Darius, sir? What in the nine hells happened here? Uh, well, do you see, they locked us in a building, and then when we tried to leave, they attacked us. Duh, typical Aronkeel. I guess. I don't, I mean, bless you, but yes, the... Oh, this is the people. I understand. Uh, Did you take care of the problem? We were not able to. Are they disposed of? We killed one of them, but then there was an entire village attacking. <sighs> At least I assume there was. All right, fine. I'm sorry. Come back inside for a debriefing. All we'll right. figure out what we want to do with this mess. Yes, sir. And with that, you begin walking and Grundle begins flip-flopping his way back into the castle. Yes, I am walking back inside right now, and I am narrating that I am walking back inside, just in case S could not hear it. I do appreciate that you were narrating what you were doing. Occasionally, I get confused, and the cataracts make it very difficult to see. Yes, I've been told that if I don't tell people what I'm doing, they get very upset, so I'm going to try to do better from now on, such as blowing up the town of Lunka. Is that something we're going through? Well, I mean, we could. I mean, blasting things is a lot of fun. It really is. I was blasting their toilets when I was there last. They had toilets? Not anymore, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) All right, then. Uh, So, Mr. Darius, sir? Oh, yes. This is going to be a trying evening after all, won't it? More than likely, yes. Great tense. Would you like to debrief us on what exactly just transpired? Oh. And by us, I do mean we should probably go before the Queen and deliberate on what just occurred. 
Oh, perfect. I'll be on my best behavior and try to explain things as, as explicably as I can. So from this position, an exasperated Darius does seem to be gesturing for you to enter the Castle Rimadov. Going in through the main entranceway, you come upon the large foyer slash throne room, at which, after a great distance and multiple supporting pillars later, you do see, sat at the end of the room, Queen Rimadol herself. As you walk, you hear uh, squelching from behind you as uh, Grundle's flippers are secreting some kind of mucus which seems to be sticking to the carpet. Oh, Grundle, you can't be secreting mucus everywhere! I'm sorry, I really don't have an option here. It's gonna last for about seven more hours. Uh, On the bright side, I can breathe underwater. That is not helpful right now, but maybe later. It was the only way I could get the sheep spit to go down solidly. Oh, that makes sense to me. Nevertheless, you eventually do reach the end of the carpet way, and you notice as Darius takes a knee and bows before his majesty. Odette would curtsy because she does not feel like having to get her dress dirty on the floor, so she curtsies. And Grundle bows. Your majesty, there has been a transpirance of events. I do believe Odette here will be filling you in. Odette would look up to see if she is permitted to speak. Upon making eye contact, you see the queen seems to be staring quite intently at you and then silently just waves her hand as if for you to go on. Oh, yes. Uh, good evening, your majesty. I assume this is a pleasant evening until now. So I would like to tell you, uh, well, the diplomacy went okay in the beginning. And then when it became nighttime, they imprisoned us inside the building. And then when we tried to leave for a restroom break, uh, she well... She holds her hand up as if for you to stop. <laughs> Have you solved our problem? Well, the treaty that they gave us is currently with the man that was turned into a werewolf. But kind of, I guess. How so? Have you alleviated our problems? Well, let us just say, they are asking for a passage through the tree of a Nuxaruk onto the next floor to do a visit with their god or something like that. You know, the god that we killed, apparently that is a just random manifestation. I personally think they're trying to find a sacrifice to put the body of the god inside of, but you know. If this is all they wish, then they may leave and we shall give them passage and they may stay there. Oh, you, the words there, I think you said all they want. Uh, no, they also wanted to be identified as their own little landmass here. Uh, taking up, what did he say, like 10,000 acres? There, a large amount of land. And then all the people that you have somewhere in this vicinity, uh, they wanted that to be released to them. <laughs> that is what I said. I said, oh, those are probably the feeders. Simply, it would be impossible and immoral to acquiesce their requests. Immoral? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, you quite see. Simply, it is how I live my life. Oh, wait, completely. Wait, no, no, that's amoral. I am completely lacking in morals. Immoral is completely antithetical to morals, so the opposite of morality. Okay, so it is the opposite of morality. So if a moral decision is good and upstanding, an immoral decision would be bad juju. I understand now. All right. Wait, why would be uh why would it be so immoral to release the the feeders? I'm assuming. Simply put, we have no captives 
We hold no people against their will. There is no one to release. Therefore, it would be impossible. To uproot individuals from their content livelihoods would go against the will of the people themselves. All right. Well, listen, I don't have this situation, but the dude there, what was his name? The Lupo, the mayor, said that you could meet with him and you could convene. I suppose. He said, like, maybe a week from now? I don't know anymore. Honestly, the guy that was paying the most attention is turned into werewolf. It shall be as it has always been. Any individual who wishes to leave the Rimadolf nation is free to do so. If they wish to go north and convene with the Lycanon, they may. But those who stay here must agree to the laws and regulations set in place for the betterment of its people. For those who live in the territory of Lunka, they must either submit to civility or there shall be alternate measures taken. Oh, well, I have no way to tell you this, but uh, it doesn't seem that that is what they want. And also, they said like the same thing, like, oh, nobody is kept here in Lunka. It is free will and such. And honestly, now I'm very confused about who has the free will. Honestly, we should just wipe them out and that would take care of most of the problem. But that's just my opinion. Do, do they know that they're afraid to leave? I don't... I don't know how to help you. If you so desire, you can speak with them yourself. Desire? Mm, that is a question that... If there is no intrigue, the simplest solution would probably be to remove the problem before it spreads further. Interesting, because the mayor said that the problem was with the, the the people that were under your rule over here. He said that they were the ones that wanted the war and destruction, and that Lunka villagers were fine and peaceful. I, I am, what is the word, dubious. As I have said before, you can be put at ease and... Meet with the individuals if you question what I say. No one within the Rimadolv nation has not already been taken care of. The only problem still resides in the town of Lunka. I see. I don't have problems with what you're saying, but I don't know. I am not a leader. The legendary hero might be the best person to ask. You turn almost instinctually to point to your right-hand side where S is normally standing, only saddened to realize he is not currently there. When he returns. <laughs> she wipes a tear. Please, then, take time to deliberate, but know that swift and immediate action should be taken. I would just take out the mayor, honestly, take the problem out. He was freaky as a heck. Mayor Lupo Vasile, while he is not the most agreeable man philosophically and politically regarding his nationalism, I will say is one of the few things keeping the werewolves in order. Whether they would completely dissolve if he was removed from power or only riot further is not quite clear. If something, if anything, so hostile would be done to the werewolves, it would have to be all-encompassing. I see. It is understood. She gives a thumbs up and then realizes that is not a regular gesture. 
She bows instead. I will have a messenger sent to you in the morning so that you may decide your course of action, but I do need this resolved hastily before it spirals out of control. I see what you are saying. Yes, ma'am, your majesty. I will speak with this person in the morning. And she nods and gestures for you to leave her, kind of just like brushing you off with her hand. Odette will start to uh, curtsy and awkwardly back out. Come, Grundle. We must do this thing called resting. Grundle bows and also tries to walk backwards, but because he's like flipper feet, it's very difficult and it's sticking to the carpet and kind of squelches as he backs away and follows you to your rooms upstairs on the second floor of the castle. Sweet. All right, so what exactly are we doing? I am very confused. Same. I have no idea what we're doing. Like, there were a lot of platitudes being thrown around, and I understand that I definitely do not want to be executed, but at the same time, I gotta think that this really isn't a problem. The, the, honest, well, no, part of it was with the fault of our team, but honestly, they should just wipe out the village, and then there's no other problems. I mean, I already suggested turning all of them to seagrass and using them as feed to repopulate the fish population, which has recently been decimated due to the global warming crisis. Can we spare the children and then you can do that? Uh, I mean, it really depends. I was planning on dumping something in their water supply, and I definitely feel like children would not be spared in there. I mean, there is a reason why the Geneva Conventions outlawed chemical warfare. But wait. There is no Geneva Convention here. Oh my goodness, you're right. I can nuke the whale. Well, probably don't do that. We would like to live. But we should probably consider our options, Egg Grundle. Absolutely. Burn the farms. Cut off the supply chains. Make embargo lines around any supplies that could get in. Strangle them out and poison the children. He seems getting very excited about this. I would avoid the poisoning the children part. That, that goes oh, I, 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 I meant poison everyone except the children. I mean, I, I understand yeah. it is hard mm-hmm. to avoid poison. Uh, Grandma, we'll talk about this later. Just start thinking about how to turn people into seagrass. All righty, I'm going to have to commune with the porpoises. Luckily, I can still breathe underwater. Good and luck. you see him run, not up the stairs where he was going, but turn around and start running down the stairs? Odette would go to her room and lie down for a bit, reading once again through the entire book of Don Quixote before falling asleep. How long is the book of Don Quixote? Because you mentioned that you read the whole thing every night. I can't imagine. It's short. Fine. Okay, she reads like... The beginning and the end, and that's it. She reads her favorite chapters. All right, Odette, you can read your Don Quixote as you are settling in for the evening after an audience with the Queen, leaving your problems to be solved tomorrow. Whether it be your missing party members, the potential of a race war, your missing items, whatever you're trying to do as a guild entirely, all of that will have to wait till tomorrow and for next week's episode of The Odd Campaign. Thank you, Foundlings, for tuning into this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. I've been your GM and host, Quentin Ott, and make sure that you support the podcast by leaving a rating and review. And also for the month of April, if you leave a review on Podchaser, they'll actually be donating 50 cents per review on each episode to a fund to go help support the Ukraine. So make sure you go down and do that for us, and we can actually interact with you on those reviews as well. 
Other ways you can support the podcast are by getting yourself some merchandise. You can rep it by being a billboard with your body, by getting hats, t-shirts, and whatnot. You can also support us more monetarily and directly via our Patreon, and you also get special goodies like access to our GM notes, bonus content, early releases of episodes, bloopers, and deleted scenes, as well, as I mentioned, it supports us so that we can keep creating content. Before we go, special thank you to Will Savino with Music D20, Michael Gelfi, Dark Fantasy Studios, Monumental Studios, Ivan Dutch, and Sirenscape for providing us with all of the music and sound effects that you hear in your ear holes, which make the audio so much more enjoyable to listen to. Be sure to follow us on our social media accounts to stay up to date on everything happening with us. You can do that via our Twitter or Instagram at RollFound. And you can also join our Discord where we like to play games and talk with you guys directly. And you can do that by following the link down in the description. So, hope you guys enjoyed and see you next time on The Odd Campaign.